In 2012, director Ridley Scott announced that he was developing a film with the working title Moses. The filming took 74 days and utilized over 1,500 visual effects. The film was met with negative reviews and apparently has a four-hour final version. That was Exodus, Gods and Kings. And this is... the godfellas the podcast that knows we are loved i'm mr jimmy i'm miss hannah and i'm mr zach and tonight well, as we said in the opening we're going to talk about exodus gods and kings so this is our easter special episode everyone so uh we wanted to do another big topic we've done the miracle maker we've done passion of the christ and now probably the most acclaimed director of all three of those of all three of these films, uh, Mr. Ridley Scott's Exodus. And folks, we have some very uh, special guests. It's actually an interesting kind of bookend thing that we have going on. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, he was actually the first ever guest on Godfellas. If you listen to our first episode, I made him watch Last Temptation of Christ, and he has a brief interview there. But then we brought him back to talk about uh, Darren Aronofsky's Noah, which came out the same year. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Mr. Chris Munn. Row. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and also, he is uh, one of our more recent guests. Um, I think, well, aside from Sam Moss, but he is the most recent new guest that we've had on the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he hosts a wonderful, wonderful podcast called Two Sides of the Same Coin. I almost called it a wonderful little podcast, but there's nothing little about it because the host has such a big heart. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Noah Hewitt. Hello. Oh, that you, you go, one of these days, you're going to make me cry. That's, that's, all, I, that's all I want is to, is to make you cry. So, uh, so funny story, Chris and I, um, we used to work together a lot back when I worked for the Salvation Army and we would talk movies all the time and throw back and forth best biblical epics. And, um, it was right after Chris did the 10 commandments with Joe Frost and Chris kind of hit me with, uh, I know you really like Prince of Egypt. He's like, but I'm, I'm an Exodus gods and Kings fan. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And I was immediately like, well, now we have to do an episode. So this one's kind of been like sitting on the stove for a couple of years. But Chris, does that sound uh, does that sound accurate? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, compared to no- Darren Aronofsky's Noah. Um, and I think they were done relatively close to the same time as each other. Well, I, think well, I did my research and son of God, God's not dead. Noah. And Exodus Gods and Kings all came out in 2014. Oh, okay, so the same here. Yeah, but so of the like, two Old Testament big blockbuster type films, I I I prefer this one over the Noah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Noah, were you familiar with Exodus Gods and Kings? So I I I was not. I I actually I was surprised they never heard of this movie because I mean 
I really I like uh, uh Christian Bale. I mean, that was like when you told me about this movie of the like, Christian Bale. I'm in. Um, <laughs> well, did you know he was the original pick for Noah for the Darren Aronofsky movie, but he couldn't no. because he was doing this. Interesting. Oh. Wow. Which I think, and listen, no shade to Russell Crowe, but I yeah. think Christian Bale would have been way better as Noah in that movie, but we're not here to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, what, awesome. what about you? What about you, uh, Flames Hughes? Yeah. Um, I remembered the poster for this movie, and I was just like, interesting. And I haven't thought about it since. <laughs> and that was eight years ago, nine years ago now. So wow, yeah. Um, anytime we go into a movie that deals with a biblical story, I'm always anxious about that. But uh, I had a good time. I I went through a roller coaster of emotions in this movie. But we won't. Uh, I won't bury the lead there. We'll we'll talk about it a little bit later. But it was it was a fun time, and I was excited to watch it and talk about it with my friends and new friends. Nice. And uh, Hannah. I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't know what this was because uh, when I kept seeing commercials for it on TV, I thought it was the Prince of Persia movie that came out a few <laughs> years prior with Jake Gyllenhaal. And I was like, oh, this movie again? Because I thought it looked so boring back then. Sorry to anyone who likes it. But I was like, oh, It's not this? well loved, no. I was like, what? So I definitely thought they were the same movie. And maybe that's because Ben Kingsley is in both of those movies. But I sand is in both of them. Sand. Too. I, I will definitely say, thought they were sand. the same movie. I did get Prince of Persia vibes a couple mm-hmm. of times throughout <laughs> the movie. Maybe it was the scoring. I don't know. Mm. Maybe yeah. could be. Could be. So I was I was basically unaware of the mm-hmm. the the film going into it. You say that you didn't cause all this. You say this is not your fault. So let's just see who's more effective at killing. You or me. When my love said to me. Moses. Ramesses. When I look at you, I still see the two boys who grew up together. Meet me down by the gallow tree. Close as brothers. Some say troubles are bad. Someday soon they're gonna pull the old town down. I came here to tell you that something is coming that is out of my control. All right. Well, I think it's it is time for our feast. So much like our uh, Israelite friends paint their doors with the lamb's blood for protection. We are going to enter the uh, the no negative zone here. So uh, let's open up a time of positive words about this movie. Chris, you seem to be the most passionate above us. Do you want to? open us up in our no negative zone here sure uh can, can i just say chris really quick before you go we're not going to walk through the plot of the movie like we normally do because great. it's the first like 10 chapters of exodus kind of but yeah take it away chris okay i will say that whenever you adapt a biblical story you have to have an angle you have to find a way to tell the story mm-hmm. um 
So I, I found that their creative choices with some of the things, specifically when God appears to Moses at the burning bush, uh, I found it, I, I thought it worked, you know, none of us were there, so we don't know exactly, um, what happened. I'm not saying that it happened the way that the movie did, but I just thought I could get into the creative choices that they were making to help tell the story. Yeah, that's a good point. Speaking about the the painting of the uh, of of the posts and stuff, it's in my head. I've always like equated it to painting a wall, which is pretty quick, you know. Like, but they were like uh, really. It was a rough because the texture of the stuff. I thought that that made that scene mm-hmm. a Actually, little that, bit more powerful. That really stood out to me too. I was very much like, oh, I guess I didn't think about that. Like, yeah, like this might have actually taken time <laughs> rather than like <laughs> doop, doop, done. Doop, doop. Yep, yeah. you're, you're Sherwin done. Williams uh, paint bucket. Yep, just doop, 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 doop. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Noah? What are some things that you liked about the movie? So, per- I loved the action sequences. Like, yeah. The, I yeah, I was really transfixed by them. And I really thought it was like um, Moses being betrayed as a general, like as a warrior. I found that very intriguing. Um, I mean, I'm not completely sure how like biblically accurate it is, but at the same time, I don't know if we completely know that for sure, whether or not. And I was well, like, "Go!" you were saying, Zach? I was going to say, that's a uh, Josephus um, text. So in Josephus' okay. writing, he had kind of, come to the conclusion that Moses is recorded as being a general, which mm. some people take that at face value and some people choose to ignore yeah. it. But that is one of the theories about like yeah. who Moses might've been. So yeah, you're yeah. It's not recorded say, in the Bible though, but yeah. yeah, I have to say like Christian Bale took that and he like went all in. And yeah. I have to say that's, I think the biggest thing I liked about this movie was just like how dedicated Christian Bale was like to this role i mean he apparently he did a lot of research he like he read exodus like i think the first five books of exodus uh some of the quran and i know he read two other books in preparation for this role wow that's wild yeah 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 anyway any uh any any jobs of honey from the honey initiative any good well well, here's so here's what here's what i'll say i think no one working in hollywood today Mm. is better at directing the sword and sandal like medieval-esque type movie than ridley scott like you look at a movie you know that no one saw the last duel which is kind of like you know it's a movie that obviously doesn't get made anymore because people don't want to see it but you go and you watch it and you go wow this is this is amazing because it feels like you know it has sort of the um i don't know what i'm looking for but kind of the the gusto of like you know the 1950s movies of like you know heroic this and that but really kind of has a way of like making everybody feel real and like dirty and lived in so you get like the epic battle sequences where you're like this is really impressive but i think his movies are sometimes hit and miss with the characters Mm -hmm. like um as much as I love the movie Gladiator, I think, you know, the main character's okay, and Commodus, the bad guy, is really like, ooh, he's, <laughs> you know, like, Joaquin really does a lot with that character. So I think that in this movie, kind of like we've all been saying, I like Christian Bale's portrayal of Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, I There are sequences that I think are impressive. Like, I thought 
the ending of the of the parting of the Red Sea, that was a really impressive visual. Uh, I thought yeah. that was really stunning. Some of the plagues looked really, really incredible. I, I, yeah, I really liked the aesthetic of the movie, except for, you know, where the CGI kind of hasn't aged <laughs> super well, because there are some mm-hmm. shots where you go, that, uh, that does not look good today, you know, <laughs> but, but at the same time, like, I get it, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't want to get too negative yet, but, you know, this is kind of an unfair comparison. Chris had mentioned in our Ten Commandment episodes, you look at Ten Commandments where it's a painted background, and mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I know it's not real, but, like, it looks really cool. So yeah, sure. I think one of the, one of the downsides is that because the CGI doesn't hold up so well, it's kind of easy to check out, but mm-hmm. I, I'll also say I, we all might disagree at two hours and 30 minutes. The movie didn't feel its length for me. Like it didn't feel like a two hour and 30 minute movie. No, no, it, no, it did not. I mean, I literally like when uh, Moses like goes back to Egypt, I like, pause the movie because i was curious like what time it was and when it said like an hour an hour 30 i was like wait i still have an hour left i, f- I literally felt like 30 minutes had gone yeah. by yeah and what? yeah you got, i don't know i personally got very transfixed like yeah. like with with the visuals with the with the um, action sequences with the plagues Mm-hmm. I mean, I personally think. I mean, I I haven't seen like every iteration of Moses, but I have to say this was like one of the best um plague portrayals I've ever seen. Interesting, at least in my opinion. Sure, sure. Yeah, we can get it. We can get into that later. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've yeah, there's a lot to say on that, but I want to jump on Hannah. You got any got any drops yeah. of honey for us? <laughs> I love you. I think the first thing that comes to mind is I appreciated an approach to how um, Moses kind of interacted with his family in the palace. Because uh, you never think like raised in the environment that's l- l- like owning the Israelite people that he would have some nasty opinions about his own people. Uh, just because that's just what he's been surrounded by. So I was like, that's an interesting perspective. That's something I don't think I've ever thought of is that like, you know, he views himself through and through as um, as an Egyptian. So mm-hmm. like, you know, just whatever the po- the power dynamic there. Um, and then I will also say about the plagues, I liked that it did. And Zach actually pointed this out to me as he does most of the time. Um <laughs> um that i liked that the plagues led into one another like you know like this happened which led to because that happened this had to happen right like Mm -hmm. you know everything dying so the locust had to come so this so that you know and i was like yeah that makes sense too like there were just little moments like that where i was like oh i i I think it really does go back to what chris said about you know when you're finding that angle for telling the story you know i that perspective shift can actually really help our own. I think faith walks too of like, Oh, I've, it helps us. I I think draw something new out of a story, right. That we've Mm -hmm. read over and over again. It's like, Oh, that's something I've never considered. Let me just, let me just look at it. Even if we don't stick with that for the rest of our lives, like, let me just think about it like that and challenge what I've known with just something new that could be true or maybe not, you know, doesn't hurt to think. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great point. It's it's also, it's definitely grounded, which I don't know if that was the it feels like that was the, the whole intent of the movie. I mean, you can 
take uh, God out of this movie and everything still lines up for better or for worse, I think. Mm-hmm. So the the way that it was logical, I like that too, very much like crocodiles or whatever, red, red water, mm-hmm. boom, 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 leads into frogs, leads into flat. Yes. So that was that was a fun part. Um, we were talking about family before and, um, you know, it's easy to look at Pharaoh as the one dimensional character in our text. Cause you know, it gets like a little, a little, little chunks here or there, but I really like how they fleshed him out. He felt like a almost sympathetic figure, you know, like he loves mm. his family and kind of stuff. He, he felt human to me. Like he felt like okay. I felt like he could do bad things, but also I felt like he just wasn't. I'm evil all the time as sometimes yeah. the bad guys in a biblical story can be. You need to kind of, you know, take a shortcut and a cheat code like that's the bad guy. But he <laughs> loves his family, right? He's he's at least faithful to his people to a point when he's not a uh, portraying them in the grain uh, grain store or whatever. But he felt he felt real. I don't know if sympathetic's the right word, but he felt real. Yeah, I was gonna say when he was yeah. like hanging like his like innocent people for, because he was having a bad oh. day. I was like, I don't I don't feel bad. That was guy. oh, in my I notes I put he does uh, yeah Christian Bale. This is the second movie he's in where. The, this guy's he's doing the joker thing he's like unless batman uh reveals himself i'm going to hang another egyptian citizen oh. if, if edgerton had done this. the uh the bane voice with the behind you stands the- <laughs> these innocent people so yeah i am I egypt's reckoning <laughs> amazing so, so jimmy can I to add with like the hanging seat so that was like very intense i mean the entire movie is very intense and also like going back to like the dude who's rational uh rationalizing like all the plagues and connecting with it i could not help but laugh when it got to the, like when he made that last rationalization and pharaoh hanged him yep i mm. thought that i i i mean it was dark but i kind of thought that was funny and then when the priestess was like oh i talked to our god again and then three others, and then she, she. I was like, "Oh boy, that's dark." But that's kind of Ridley Scott's exactly. kind of a dark guy. So. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 fun. We're still in the positive zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if I if I want to uh, spread a little bit forward, that kind of in that period of the movie is where it switched for me. I'll elaborate mm. on that more when we sure, enter sure. Our, our negative zone. But yeah, so now that we've all kind of, you know, had a little chance to speak, we wanted to take turns to make sure everybody had a voice. We could do open up for a little bit of crosstalk. I don't want to stomp on anybody's things. If you wrote any notes of anything that you liked, we can kind of go back and forth and we'll ease up a little bit on the no negative zone. We can always kind of push back. Why did you think that? Like uh, Zach, I like sure. you said, you know, I'm not quite sure. I really sympathize with with Pharaoh or he wasn't like the best guy, but yeah. Well, so well we should we start off it. by, by talking about Pharaoh then? Sure. I was not a fan of Edgerton's performance in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, I, and I get that he's trying to play Ramses as kind of like, you know, a bit of a adult brat, mm-hmm. um, which I, I get it. I, I don't know. Just like, and I think Joel Edgerton is a terrific actor. He's, he's really wonderful in a lot of things. Um, check out warrior if you haven't seen it mm. but his performance was a little like goofy in mm-hmm. some places like the scene where he's gonna like chop off miriam's arm i was like it's it's like it feels a little silly the way that he's like doing these lines we're like now i'm gonna ask you again and, and you better and i'm like okay dude yeah. and also against like christian bale who's doing so much work it's kind of like if these guys have to go toe to toe, like it's mm-hmm. not even playing ground, you know. 
That's true. Yeah. His first scene made me a little bit nervous for him. I don't know why he was like talking so staggered yeah. or something. Did he just get out of training or something? Yeah, I gotcha. But yeah, there's a little <laughs> bit of a little bit of growth there. Yeah. Any other things anybody liked about it? The score? I think we did we mention yeah. that that yeah. I did yeah, ask Ken, I was like, is this cool. Hans Zimmer? And she was like, nope. And I was like, okay. But cool. it is the guy that did um Narnia. No, he, he's, he did some. Yeah. He did some, not all of it. Yeah. So I I put that in my notes because Towards the end, I'm like, this theme sounds really dun, familiar. Dun, dun, and my mind said the same my thing. My mind went right to Narnia. And I was yeah. like, I wrote it in my notes. I'm like, ending music reminds me of Narnia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. I mean, while we're talking about, so we also kind of talked about the plagues. And this is one where I'm, I'm actually curious to see what Chris thinks about this because this is when I was watching and I'm like, what does Chris think? Because I know Chris is a big fan of like, just tell the story that's in the Bible. Just mm-hmm. tell the story that's in the Bible. Don't Samson it. And to me, <laughs> the thing with the plagues is like, uh, there there was a sense, like, while they looked impressive, there was a little bit of a sense of, like, uh, I'm going to pull up the actual scripture verse where, um, w- where Moses, where God is telling Moses that he's going to be going and doing that. And he says, uh, what, what is the line about it, my wonders, you know, that it's, it's going to be my wonders that, that said Egypt for like the Pharaoh's heart will be hardened and I will show, reveal my wonders. There wasn't a real sense of wonder in this movie. Like, it's kind of like the alligators ate some people and then there was blood in the water. And I was like, um, okay. So it's almost like. And I get that for some people, it's like, well, now I can believe the story because I need everything to be literal. But I don't know. Like, it was a sense of like, where's the, I don't want to just keep ringing this bell of where's the wonder, but where's the wonder? You know what I mean? Like, where is the sense of like the might and the awesomeness of God? You know, like that was missing for me a little bit in this movie, unfortunately. I can see that for sure. Actually, I, I, I do agree with that to an extent. Um, Cause I did like the plagues, but, but I, I did feel like, and I'm not necessarily like bashing on the portrayal of God as a kid, but that, we <laughs> mm, I, we'll that kind it. of, yeah, we'll save it. That yeah. one kind of left me of like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really curious. Sap- I am really curious about what Chris thought of the, about the plagues though. And being done in that manner. Oh, uh, I mean, it sounds like you think that they were downplayed a little bit yeah, well yeah th- so there's also like stuff where you know because moses never goes and the pharaoh doesn't have that back and forth like in the bible where he's mm-hmm. like you know all right make it go away and then it'll happen it just kind of seemed like the plagues were all happening at once and then finally at the end moses showed up and he was just like hey the kids are gonna die and Ramses is like get out of here so yeah. th- you know there was kind of a sense of you know yeah i would have <clears throat> yeah in general, I think it's one of those things where, you know, the, the writer, the director, you have to make choices. Mm-hmm. You have to think about how long the film's going to be. The, the, you know, sometimes they worry too much, like, what's the audience going to think? You know, and, you know, if, if he's going to go confront him 10 times, why don't we just have him confront him once and then get it over, you know, move on? Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, so, the audience can, so, I mean, it's just the economy of making, telling the story. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. For me, I think there's also meaning in those, in the repetitiveness of those kinds of incidents um, that can be lost. Um, yeah. I mean, you have to, and I don't think there's any ill will in that. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things where they defaulted towards the movie making machine 
and the economy of what they need to do for editing and cutting and storytelling in their minds. So I don't think it was like, we, we want to change it, but it's one of those things where, what could you find if you did just do it straight the way it was written or keeping to those 10 or however many interactions he had. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if the, the Scott four hour cut is uh, <laughs> any of that's in there. Cause he does jump to holding the, the sword at uh, Pharaoh's throat. So did they film the back and forth and think that was the more exciting one? I don't know. Yeah. Zach, did you do any research? What was cut? I, you know, I tried to get my hands on the script and it seemed like I just got like the kind of final version based uh-huh. on the movie. Cause it, it seems like they shot the four hour movie and that was the shooting script. And then they edited In it 74 down. To, days. Yeah, yeah. That blows yeah. my mind. Then they edited it down to, you know, two hours and 30 minutes, which it, you know, it, you, you can definitely tell that a lot was cut from this movie mm. because, you know, there's some scenes where you're like, wait, what, 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 like, it, like I said, the thing really moves, but you know, it's almost like I had a moment where, there were whole characters who I didn't get their motivations. I was like, did you need more time like than mm. two hours and 30 minutes? Like, you know, so, but I think to kind of go back to what Chris was saying, like, I do understand that it might not be the most interesting thing to watch, you know, a back and forth 10 different times, mm. you know, but I think my main thing is I don't, it kind of bugs me that the inciting incident is like the alligators eating humans and that's what causes the water to turn to blood. Cause again, I'm not saying that, you know, that didn't necessarily happen, but it's more stuff like that, that removes like Scott explaining away the plagues and how like, there's not a level of, you know, a divine inspiration. And, mm. you know, this would have just happened if alligators you know, went crazy and, and started eating people, you know? And again, like I wasn't there. Went crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. That's right. We said you could take God out of it and that you still have the movie. Uh, last chance. No one's gonna, uh, chop your head off or whatever. Oh. If you say anything positive, any other things before we, <laughs> well, we get along. Oh, go ahead. Oh No, yeah. no, no. Go. Please go first. Um, I, I said this before I said this. I love, I really love the action, like the opening battle. Awesome. Even though I thought it was the way um, Moses saved Ramesses, I thought that was a weird save. That whole yeah. chariot foot thing. I thought there could have been like a cool, cooler save. Um, the way um, Christian Bale portrayed Moses, like he did portray him as a general, but there were some scenes, and maybe I'm just saying this because I'm going to see this, this movie this weekend and I'm hyped up for it. There were some moments that I thought Moses was like a John Wick Moses. <laughs> I love that John <laughs> Wick Moses. Yeah, yeah. And what? Well, it did take away from the movie. I mean, I found. I mean, at least I didn't think. I thought it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I will say, the family moment with Moses, like uh, with uh, Zipporah and his kid. I love. I love those. I personally love those moments. Hmm. Um. So, uh, Zach, I knew you draw issue with the scene, but Ramsey was about to cut off Ram- uh, Miriam's arm. I did start to draw issue with, but mm-hmm. what kind of pulled my heartstrings is that even like Moses, like wasn't complete, like he didn't really know all the details about like him being a Hebrew, but like that he 
literally put his like life on the line for his sister, even though he wasn't completely sure that yeah. they were related. That really, mm-hmm. yeah, that I really pulled me. I would have liked, you know, maybe a scene where they, where we see an interaction with the two of them prior to that, maybe. I but, do, yeah, I do, do agree with that, and also with with Aaron, I wish he got a better introduction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> and, and here's Aaron. <laughs> hey, brother. Does he yeah. say him like that? What were you yeah. gonna say, Hannah? I was gonna say, um, I actually really liked the scene, um. It's Christian Bale is walking in the desert on the way out of Egypt and he starts singing, where does it say you gotta live and die? He... There we go. <laughs> For right. anyone who hasn't seen the movie. That's... Newsies. <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. All right. I was it's waiting I, for a dead moment th- and then I, yeah, there I, was... I, I took, I made the wrong yeah, Noah seems like he has something real to say before I, I like say I my one, mean thing. One more thing. There was so yeah, yeah. There was two lines from this movie that really, really moved me. One was like the first, uh, like opening uh, credit line was uh, a people who has not forgotten their God and a God has not forgotten their people. Yeah. Even though that wasn't narrated and that was just text on the screen, that really moved me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I think, oh, was uh, when Joshua uh, is with Moses and they're like at the crossroad. And yeah. what does God tell you? It's such a simple line, mm-hmm. but I it really like tugged my heart because like yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like that's a line that we should ask ourselves, especially when like over the simplest things. I don't think we do that enough to day to day issues. It's like okay, what should I do? It's like why don't I pray about it? Mm. Mm. Yo, Jesse Pinkman came for this role. Like he, he did. Like I knew Aaron Paul was a great actor because yeah. you know I'm a I love Breaking Bad. Jesse's probably my favorite character. But when I saw he was in this, I was kind of like, huh? And I thought he really he really held his own well in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Mr. Great. Moses. Yeah, say <laughs> yeah. this could say so much. Yo, Chris, Moses. any closing closing positive thoughts? I I think the best. Brianna? I think the best performance is for sure. Um, Sigourney Weaver and oh, her no. her and two both lines. lines of dialogue. Yeah. Wait, Chris, do you have anything else before we? we I would. I would just more? say, you know, I, I'm always encouraged, even if I don't like the film, that they're choosing to engage and produce these stories sure. on a yeah. on a very massive scale. Um, whether they get it right is another conversation, but the fact that they're just have the guts to try it, I think, is there's some something to that. So. All right. Well, friends, we are uh, exiting the no negative zone and we are entering, not entering, we are opening up the floodgates. We can go around the room just if you have anything that's, you have a little gripe with the movie, let's, let's talk it out. Remember, no, no punching below the belt. Let's, let's be respectful. <laughs> right. And okay. what well, issues did we have with the film? Can I please say something? Cause my yes. chest is ready to burst. Go for uh, it. Burning in the bush scene. Is literally that's like my biggest gripe with the movie. I literally wanted to scream. I it's not necessarily that my issue is with the boy betraying God. Is that that scene is like such in in the Bible? It's in Scripture. It's such an intense scene with Moses, and there's so much important dialogue in there, and literally all of it is gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what 
that gets yeah. back to like my where's the wonder thing because you know like I, I, the movie got a lot of pushback mm. for having the kid play God and that's one where it's like I think for me it ends up working at the end because I think the scene yeah. where Moses is in like his cart and he looks out and he sees a little boy I kind of wish that actually throughout the movie we had seen the kid just like mm. in with the Israelites or in with whatever so then when he's finally yeah. revealed as like you know being the yeah. messenger you go oh and then you kind of see him and I think that'd be a beautiful metaphor for like you know sometimes we don't see that God is with us, yeah. but you know, but he is, that would have been really cool. It's just like you were saying, Noah, like yeah. it's basically God showing up with that idea of like, I need a general, you know, yeah. like, which, which I even thought that was kind of cool about yeah. like, you don't like when God calls you, you don't have to check your skills at the mm. door. Like you can bring those with you. I liked that, but it was like, where's the, like, where's the meat? Yeah. You know, like I came for the buffet and you like, you know, didn't have enough food for me. But Chris, you really like the, you really liked that. You said it's to me. I mean, to me, it was the most memorable of the movie. Okay. That's probably why it's the first thing coming up right now. <laughs> um, like that, you know, from the first time I saw it, like that is what I my strongest memory of the film. It doesn't he wake? Doesn't he like wake up? Isn't he in as like some sort of a dream? He's or, in the yeah, mud, his, face only. Yeah. Right? yeah. He hits so, his head and slips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would just say to that then, you know, and then doesn't like after the episode is over, he kind of is back to normal, right? Yeah. So, after the episode is everyone's like, you're going crazy up there. So mm-hmm. I'm just, just to put yeah. it in context then, you know, this is a, a film, a storyteller trying to communicate a story. And so obviously a, a burning bush is already miraculous. It's extraordinary. So I think, using the language of film, he did something. I don't think he's saying, Hey, God really showed up as a boy. It's, (laughs) I think he's trying to say, you know, Hey, we're going to do something abstract and and outlandish in order to help capture the experience that Moses was having, having in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's more of the point than saying Mm -hmm. like, he's trying to have some new spin on the, on that, the burning bush. But I mean, I, you know, I, I think, you know, losing the dialogue and that exchange is, is, is unfortunate for sure. Yeah. Uh, but just the choice of, of how he did it abstractly, I didn't, I was like, oh, this is weird. But I was like, well, let me, I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I hate his yeah. things in the Noah movie, but I didn't. Yeah. Hate <laughs> it. Um, yeah. Chris, when I think I'm out of the positive zone, you, you pulled me back in. Here's a thought, just thinking out loud. In our text, we see Moses obviously not me like you got the wrong guy this moses john wick moses as we'll call him from now on uh he's he's got a lot of confidence behind him he might be a little bit skeptical he doesn't believe all this god stuff and what and i really like that part about him he's not emotionally vulnerable at this moment but being like broken leg or whatever or sitting in the in the mud he's physically vulnerable and I think that's uh, using the language of film, like you said, kind of conveys that point. Like he's vulnerable in this moment, even if he's not. Who am I? But yeah, that still gets the same point across. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. I mean, I, I mean, I, some of the writing for the kid too, I didn't yeah. like because then when he's the scene where uh, Moses is like, "Don't you think we should calm down with these plagues a little bit?" And he essentially, like, because he's a kid, it seems like he throws a temper tantrum and he goes like, yeah. I want them on their knees crying! And I was like, 
that's the dialogue we went with. Yeah. I well, I think that's what my problem was was the maybe maybe not so the kid like itself, but like the actor yeah. of mm-hmm. like the dialogue and then his performance did kind of make it seem a little temper tantrumy yeah. rather than like mm-hmm. stern or like right. yeah. yeah yeah so uh, that's the thing that i'm a little hung up on is i was like maybe it's the actor maybe it's just the kid it, yeah I, and i do think <laughs> yeah. that that's what it is but i mean yeah i don't think yeah i don't think having him being a little yeah. boy is terrible because you gotta you gotta depict no. him some some way but yeah mm-hmm. it's it was limiting and then with that visual yeah. It's hard to divorce that this is a 10-year-old kid and he's going to sound like a yeah. he's throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know, one of my favorite ever conversations I had in um a youth group setting was we all went around and shared how we picture God like in our minds. Oh. Um and we described that wow. and I thought that was so cool because obviously we all picture him differently. Um, and we're all so creative in our own ways too. So I, I like a creative iteration. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 yeah. So I, again, like the more I think about it, I don't think my, yeah, I don't think my issue was with the fact that God was portrayed as a kid. Mm. I, yeah, I just, I want it to seem like yeah. God in kid form rather than like kid in playing God. God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Well, right. Yeah. Well, and I will say, because we lost all that dialogue, then one of the things I bumped on was, you know, it kind of seems like God sent, Mo- in the movie, it seems like God sends Moses into a gunfight without any information. So when he's there and he's like, you know, training the Israelites and all that other stuff, I was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And when he's like, you know, getting ready to have this big fight, and then it's like, no, that's not what's going to happen. I was like, I, I feel like God wouldn't let this get that far you know i feel like god would have told him oh that's right he did (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know but i i get it that they want to maybe make a statement about like sometimes we only want to do things our way and you know we have to do things god god's way or realistically not to you know throw darts I think Ridley wanted some more actiony scenes. There's mm-hmm. some really cool action scenes in yeah. there, and that's and that's how we did it. So that's his yeah. signature. Yeah, um, I do want to. I mean, I don't want to. I don't really want to get into this, but I do want to say I don't care for Ridley Scott's um, reaction to criticism. So if you don't know, the movie got in some hot water um, because of the the all white cast. And, Definitely. you know, that's that's kind of something where a lot of people were bringing up, you know, why don't you have Egyptian actors and things like that? And, you know, there were there were a lot of responses from the studio and people. But Ridley, unfortunately, doubled down and he said, like, well, I have to cast a list. I can't like the direct quote is yeah. he said, I can't cast Muhammad so and so in this movie or no one's going to see it. And like, I thought that him saying that was really kind of tasteless and unnecessary, unfortunately, just to tap on that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Can that I go hard? Can I go back to something you just said, though, Zach? Before yeah. that, yeah. Um, you know, one thing you know, you guys probably know this too about in film, like, well, in theater, the author is king. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not on the page, it's not on the stage, right? Yeah. Um, in film, the writer can, <laughs> the writer once the script, the final draft is given over to the director, he's gone. Yeah, he's yeah. not consulted. Generally speaking, yeah. he's not consulted. They don't care. They're going to make changes. They're going to rewrite whatever. And so, if you think about that mentality when it comes to the Bible, the Bible is just another resource for them 
of good ideas and then we'll take what we want and we'll make it the way we want it to make it, even if we're changing things and doing that. So I think that that definitely happened here in this yeah. film is that they were like, oh yeah, this is great. The party of the Red Sea and all that stuff. That's great. We definitely want to show that and the battles, <laughs> but you know, do we want to have a dialogue where he talks to God for a long, you know, no, right. I want to throw in a battle scene, another one or whatever. So I think that, that this definitely felt uh, prey to that kind of thinking. Sure. No, I totally, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. 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 Are, are we uh, segueing into an, another thing? Speaking of casting, are we going to play uh, Godfellas bingo and, and, and talk about what's uh what's the uh, Pharaoh's aid guy? Like not the general guy, but oh, like the Ben Mendelsohn. I don't know. The, the Tim Curry, Rocky Horror picture yeah, show him, guy. Him. Yeah. That's Ben Mendelsohn from uh rogue one. And um, a bunch of other stuff. Is he in Rocky Horror? No, no. Oh. But we're we're I was like, the, what? The bad guy in the movie. No. Just the oh, bad oh, scene oh. Yeah, that's why we're playing Godfellas oh. Bingo here. That's yeah, the Viceroy. Yes. The Viceroy. That's the Viceroy. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's Bingo in the Godfellas category. That was it's, a clever yeah. way of saying that, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, of Cyrano fame. Sorry, I just looked him up and I saw that he was in Cyrano. Yeah. No, he's um, he's a good actor. Yeah, not in this, but. <laughs> I mean, given the role, yeah, it's it's just yeah. I just want to well, well, so compelling bad guy. Here's here's kind of my my preamble for people asking me if I like this movie, and it's kind of like it's a beautiful mess, like because you really feel where this is supposed to be a four hour movie that like got cut down because there's so many like the beginning of this movie moves at like such a confusing pace. And there's mm -hmm. so many things that happen, and you're like, wait a minute, wait, what, what, what uh, okay, we're here now, oh, okay. Uh, so it definitely keeps you on your toes, which I'm not gonna, like, complain that much about. But again, I watched Ten Commandments afterwards to, like, you know, go back, and it's like, yeah, they have whole scenes where they, like, stop, and they talk about, like, this and that and the other thing. And to the movie's detriment, as we said in the last episode, but mm -hmm. at least there's, like, a setting up of the characters, who they are, and their relationships before we get into everything being crazy. Um, and while I'm thinking about it, one of the things I really didn't, I really, really did not like the first time I saw this movie, the second time, and most recently, did not care for the way that Moses kills the Egyptians because I, I thought that was stupid. Yeah, like, he's I, yeah, he doesn't do it. He's not saving anybody. Yeah, and that takes yeah. the punch out of that scene too. And yeah. he's not even kind of like running away. He's they, they yeah, kind of pat him on the back, out. like, good luck, yeah. guy. Yeah, we'll see. You. Well, he's yeah. walking out, and they go like, hey, Hebrew slave. And he's yeah. like, what? And he like, stabs them. So it's yeah. more, yeah, so it's more like, it's more like, you hurt my feelings, rather than like, in a moment of, you know, being compelled, seeing like, one of his people being hurt and, you mm -hmm. know, beaten, he goes and, and deals with it his own way. This was more like, okay, so if I'm thinking about this, a prince of Egypt, if he were to go home and they were like, hey, two guards died. And he's like, yeah, well, they touched me and said that I was a slave. <laughs> you know, back in early BC, they'd probably be like, oh, me, oh yeah. I'm so sorry. Like, you were in the right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it was, yeah, again, it, it took out like Moses' um, incentive. And I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't care for that being the inciting incident of that's what gets him in trouble with everyone because it it felt very selfish. And yeah. even if you wanted to go with it being selfish where, you know, Moses kills the Egyptian out of a sense of like, you know, I'm going to be the hero here. 
there was a better way to play that than just like I don't know. I thought that was really really dumb. Mm-hmm. So Zach, can I like add on to that a little bit? Yeah. So um, honestly, I thought in this movie, I thought the killing of like the two Egyptians, I think, and I think this is basically was it, it was really downplayed. Yeah. And that ended didn't even end up being the reason why he left Egypt in this film. Which yeah. That, <laughs> He, yeah, it makes, he, it makes Moses seem like a murderer, like a serial murderer. Yeah, yeah he's. <laughs> oh, they told me you killed two people. It's like, oh yeah, we had an issue, and they and they continue to talk about. So I hear you're a Hebrew, <laughs> and it's like, is it true? No. It, and then it's like, I'm gonna slice your sister's arm off. It's like, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. you're exiled. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. That is a tough part. It takes the punch out. And there's, that's another thing. Uh, are we blanking anything else that they take the punch out of? The plagues? The killing oh, of the... Oh, oh do, are, are, we get, are we going there? Are we yeah, going sure. there? Where? Because I'm about... I'm, is that, are I'm we about going to the get same real place? fired up. Are the you going to talk about The parting Red of sea? the Red Sea. Yeah. I was like... The first time I saw this in theaters, I was like, a lot of this isn't working for me, but you know what? Like, the Red Sea is going to be so awesome. The mm-hmm. parting of the Red Sea is going to be incredible. And then you just made it low tide. I'm like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? And I get that. Like, I read it in the Bible where, you know, it's like a wind blew all night mm-hmm. and that. Ha- but then like Bible says walls of water. So, you know, it's like I get it. But then Ridley Scott also had a comment where he's like, you know, I believe that the sea parted because there was a tsunami in 3000 BC. And that's actually what that was. So that was my version of that. And I was like. Come on, because I thought when the scene where he throws his sword in the water, I thought that like it was gonna part then Prince of That's Egypt style. And two. I'm like, let's go. And then it's just like they just kind of drudge through like shallow water. And then I got even more mad because the water coming back over the Egyptians was so cool. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. are you are you kidding me? Are you and that and that was my biggest where's the wonder? Yeah. Where Sorry, is Chris. God? I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen The Wonder? Uh, Chris, what did you think of the Red Sea? I mean, it's it was like cinematically, it's, you know, amazing. But I think the problem you run into is that they don't want to just, you know, align themselves with some Bible believing people. Like people really believe it just happened. Sure. You know? And it, I don't think it has to be one or the other. Um, but to emphasize, you know, the scientific part of it so much that you're yeah. actually robbing, taking the guts out of it, I think is problematic. You know, like I, I get it and I don't disagree with maybe the science involved, of course, but, you know, to to devalue the meaning of it is, you know, in a sense is, I don't know, not fair. Yeah. yeah. Like to me, that's where it becomes like, yeah, science versus like miracle like yeah that miracle can defy like some of those things yeah so So, think about this though think about like if you have you know okay so the party of the red sea you can explain it away with science okay but we have to remember too that it's happening within a certain context the timing yeah yeah the fact that they're being delivered at that very moment yeah not this this act of science if you will is happening mm-hmm. right then mm-hmm. like that's yeah. what that's it's the it's the whole context that makes it meaningful yeah mm-hmm. you know and so they go together that's why it's a miracle you know yeah yeah, yeah. Um, 
It's not being like a science denier or whatever, you know, it's just like saying no, but it's, however it happened, it was an act of God because of look at the story, what was happening with his people. Yeah. Well, and I think another thing that I kind of want to hit on is um, we said, where's the wonder, but also with this movie, I was like, where's the joy? You know, like, where's the joy? Because, like, the end in the Bible, which I'm going to keep referring to, (laughs) after the Red Sea closes back in, there's the Song of Moses, where, you know, they say, like, the Lord is our mighty warrior. Like, you know, he's delivered us. It's this big song of celebration. Miriam. Miriam. Miriam who was in. gone from the movie after her arm doesn't yeah. get cut off. Yeah, and so that's the thing. I never felt until the very end when he's looking out of his little um, carriage, I never felt like the sense of like, you know, the joy of deliverance, you know? Like I never felt like there was no moment where Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey sang <laughs> There Can Be Miracles, you know, which, sound, which yeah, sounds man. silly, but like there was no moment where, you know, there was that sigh of relief of like, Look, the Lord has delivered us from four hundred years of slavery. Like, come, come sitting on, on the beach. What next? Well, yeah. we can't move into that land. Or yeah, yeah. Oh, and the and the it it, it ends with um the the Ten Commandments, right? Yeah, which they even kind of like turn into like a buddy a buddy cop thing, where it's like you know God is like, oh Moses, I think we're getting used to each other. I think this is going to be a long journey, man. <laughs> I love that you just said buddy cop. Cause, like, cause in the, cause when uh, Moses, when, when John Wick Moses is like, yeah. And then, and then the, uh, God sends the, starts the plagues. It felt like he's like, Moses, you're a loose cannon. I'm, yeah. I'm taking hand in your badge. I'm taking over. Yeah. <laughs> I got it from here. Where was your rewrites? I you speaking of rewrites, Zach, I'm gonna call this the Zach Smith phenomenon. And I it's happened for the, the 13 years that we've been friends, but I've just come to realize it, Has it been that since long? we talked oh. about day, uh the, the Family Camp movie, is you ruin movies for me because I just want to see your version. Like when you were talking about how uh oh it was 20 minutes ago, you said this point. Just where you see the kid throughout the movie. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That part. I was like, I want to see that movie. I want to. And then uh, it's the sixth sense where you watch it again. Like, yes, oh, look, he's yes. in the. He's, yeah, he's been there the whole time. Yeah. Because I looked yeah. for it like this time. I'm like, is, did they do that? And be. I was like, no. Yeah. Because no. yeah, it works so great. well at the end. Mm-hmm. So, so, Give me in the four hour cut. Yeah. <laughs> Go, uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, sorry. Um, since we're back on the kid, there's some that I. Um, that I thought I had throughout the movie, and this is kind of so I don't know how many people here have seen this other movie. So this kind of reminded me of the Shack. I've okay. seen the Shack. Yeah. Where um, so and there's kind of a similar theme where so God's like portrayed as um a woman for that good part. Octavia Spencer, yeah, good portion of that, and some people draw issue with that. But the main reason is so that's like um. The main character of that movie of that book was not like ready for like a father figure in his life for like some because of uh abusive abusive father mm-hmm. and so that was the form of someone who like comforted him through like when he was a child and that belt best helped him like get through his situation so I'm wondering if that's how it was like with Moses like if he wasn't like ready to be like I don't know man like man on man because it seems like 
I don't want to say he's been manhandled, but like, <laughs> I don't even know if that's like the right, right term. Mm. But maybe at that point in the movie, I guess one of the strongest relationships he had besides his wife was with his son. Mm. Yeah. So maybe he needed like another kid figure, like kind of like guiding him per se. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, with his general mentality, I kind of get what you're going to yeah. get, Noah. There'd be a sense of, like, here's someone I can't size up or someone who I can't, like, you know, read or, or plan against. Like, yeah. something I don't understand is... Well, you know. I was even taking it as, like, he can't, like, his whole identity as a an adult has been, like, crushed. Like, he's starting over as a kid because he's just found oh. out, like, mm. he's not the man he thought he was. <laughs> yeah, whoa. Mm. I mean, I don't know if that was intentional. Deep, deep, yeah. yeah, deep. This deep is where analysis. my social work degree comes in handy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like, what's well, really going on? How do you feel, Moses? Has anyone else ever asked? You? Well, so here's here's the thing. This this movie, I think, felt to me, and I'm not sure how much Chris will agree because I know he's seen the movie. This felt like you know when you see a movie and then they do a comic book based on it that's like a little more dark. This felt like the graphic novel version of the movie The Ten Commandments, where it was just kind of like, I feel like they took a lot of inspiration from Ten Commandments, because like even mm. when I watched it, I was like, this is like the Cliff Notes version being told by like, you know, a, a dirty uncle, <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's like throwing in like a bunch of like edgy stuff into the story where you're like, whoa, I don't I don't know if that happened, but uh, Uncle okay. Ridley. Yeah, Uncle Ridley, I thought this was a nice story. But... This is Blade Runner's <laughs> Exodus. <laughs> so, which, uh, Jimmy, I'm so glad you said it. I almost had a moment where I'm like, I kind of wish that this wasn't Exodus and it was more a story inspired yeah, by Exodus. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> like, and, yep. Yeah. and we said it with Samson too. If it was, yeah, if this was Egypt Man uh, Saves His People. Yeah, where it's like it clearly is inspired by like kind of yeah. like, you know, what Shakespeare would do. There's so many times when you read Shakespeare and you're like, this is the Bible. But you know mm -hmm. what? Like he's doing like he's using that as his inspiration. So the allegories there, I felt mm -hmm. like he probably would have been better off doing that with this and having people watch the movie and realize, oh, it's Moses. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. the Moses story because then because it's like then I buy all of it. But yeah. now when I have to like go against the text, I'm like, well, the book is so much better and it's always going to be, <laughs> but, mm -hmm, but yeah. like, again, for me, it's the real sense of like, where is, uh, it goes back to where is the wonder, you know? Mm -hmm. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, you explain everything away and everything is like dark and gritty, but like, where's the wonder? Where's the joy? Where's like the, um, the love in, in following God, you know? And, and no, kind of what you were saying, the opening yeah. where it's like, God has not forgotten his people. Mm -hmm. Like, where is the heart of that in this movie, you know? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Another question I, I kept asking throughout this film was, I mean, you see a little bit, but my question is like, okay, where's the faith? Yeah, absolutely. Where, like, where, and where is the opportunity to build that faith? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that and, between Moses and his wife? I forget that conversation. It's so loose. Like, yeah. I would trade my faith for you. What's it? What is it, Hannah? I have I have a big issue with that actually. Uh, I I trade my I trade my faith if you would stay with me forever. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I I had I had a few issues with that. It's like okay, sweet sentiment, but it, like, well, it feels well, very diet Ruth and Naomi with the your God will be my God, my people will be your people, just so I could go with you. Here's my issue with it. 
is at the beginning like of their marriage she has the faith and he doesn't and then he has an encounter with god and as soon as he has the faith she loses it and she's like i can't believe like i just don't think it's true and it's like if she has the faith if she's grown up with jethro like as her father right Mm -hmm. in this community why would she all of a sudden just lose her faith because she got what she wanted in that her husband now believes too like and and then and then never gets it back, never believes. She's like, oh, well, I you know I give it away for you, and it's like, so you didn't have faith like in the first place, like like what is going on? It just felt so inconsistent, and I just yeah. didn't think it's actually like I think, I, I I think you know faith is a tricky thing, but I think that she had a clear faith at the beginning that she wouldn't have lost if her husband was like, hey, I think I believe now too. She'd be like, oh great, like you know like tell me about Praise it, the like, Lord. yeah like, yeah. <laughs> So that I took an issue with because I didn't think it was consistent with the character. I agree. I agree. All right. Buzzer shots. Anybody, Chris, any, any negative <laughs> zone stuff? No, it just makes me think about, um, yeah, again, just my point of the filmmaker is going to take the script and the story into their own hands to do it. The, like, well, we have to have, this is a positive thing. Now we have to have a ne- negative thing following that scene. And it's just that, right. you know, kind of dynamic and that you see it applied, but unfortunately for us, cause we take these stories more than just entertainment. It's not like, Oh, this is a crazy story from the Bible. Let me just give my spin. It's like, it, it has so much more meaning than that. So it's hard when people botch things that are very valuable. Mm. You know? mm. Yeah. And you're precious to it yeah. for sure. All right. I can't wait. Can I say, can I say one thing that I, I, uh, an image that I found particularly, this is kind of a morbid way to end this. <laughs> this segment but like an image that i found super powerful because you know again you always kind of like i said in the 10 commandments episode um with what's her name what's her name the flower girl lilia how like there's also the threat the threat of like her being essentially you know trigger warning a a sex slave in the movie also how like that's briefly brought up and you go like oh it's so much worse than just like you know we're getting hit with whips Mm -hmm. while we build things Mm -hmm. and it adds like that level of you know it's so much worse the scene where moses comes back to his people and he looks over and like just that shot where it looks you know hellish and there's all the buzzards flying around to like and there's the bodies being thrown into the fire i was like Man, that really puts into perspective of mm. like these people need deliverance. Like it was a mm. super powerful image. So I I really was moved by by that. I did draw a little bit issue with um jo- with Joshua being there just because I loved it. Uh I mean, I thought it was cool that Moses had like a wingman at for this movie, I liked it. But on like a bit someone who's like studied the Bible and went to college for it, I had I had issues because of like, well, Joshua doesn't come till however many years later. But then, mm-hmm. and if you, I also thought if you wanted to give like Moses a cool wingman, you could almost like combine Joshua and Aaron and just kind of like simplified it. And no, I mean, I wouldn't say this is one of the big things. The tagline for this movie is like brothers that became enemies. Yeah, and wow. that I was looking at the Prince of Egypt. I, I was looking, yeah, that's why I was thinking. All right. So when Zach showed me the movie poster, literally my first thought was like, okay, this is like Prince of Egypt and Troy had a baby. And after <laughs> wow. wa- and after watching this movie, I have to say, I think that was a fairly accurate characterization. I would agree. 
Well, folks, it's about that time where we're going to use our... Manners. Alrighty, friends. So it is... What event are we at? What is a what is an Exodus-adjacent uh, church event? Pa- Passover Seder? <laughs> we're at the Passover Seder, and uh, like good Christians... Can I, can, having... I say, can I say one more thing? Sorry, I know we're, we're off this, but I'm just going to throw this in. I didn't like the scene where Moses was like, we have to slaughter a lamb and paint the door, and they're like, why? And he's like, don't ask questions. I'm like... <laughs> Just tell them. Just yeah. tell them. Yeah. Like, come on, man. If you told them, they're like, wow, we're protected. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because if you tell me to do that, I'm like, no. And it's John Wick Moses. <laughs> and then my kid dies, and I'm like, what? Well, you could have told me. Yeah. <laughs> That's on you, Moses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. All right. So just like a, you know, a good Seder <laughs> always has a fruit cocktail cup is what we have here. <laughs> so, uh, this is more like we have to have real food at the Seder. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the fruit cocktail cups are going around zach you were the first one yes or no to our lovely fruit cups fruit cocktail cups so here's the thing i I love fruit uh and now that you know i work in a place where we are given snack daily fruit is kind of the one that i see and i'm always like oh like good glad to see you but it's like never the thing where i'm i'm super excited because it's always you know Here's all the fruits I like. Here's the fruits that I don't like, and they're all mixed in together. And that is that is this movie. There's things that I love, and there's things that I really don't like. And you know, I was even explaining it to Hannah. I was like, this might be my favorite movie on Godfellas that I would say that I haven't really enjoyed. You know, like hmm. this is the most engaged I've been with a movie that I would say isn't very good. So I think that that's really saying something. And, uh, you know, again, this is one where if they release that four hour cut, I'd probably check it out. If, if the price were right uh, to purchase it digitally, I might I might pick it up. There's good things in this movie. Uh, there's some cool beats. There's some really impressive performances. Um, and it's a really Scott movie. So there's always going to be something of merit there. But I think, you know, I'd rather just have, you know, pineapple because pineapple, it gives me all the flavors that I like, or like a, a mango where I can really enjoy, you know, just the flavor of what it is rather than the mixed bag. And I think because there's so much going on with, with this uh, fruit cocktail that I'll eat it. I'll, I'll say yes, please. But, you know, if you have actual fruit, I'd, I'd prefer that. Mm. Well said. All right, Chris, are you ready for the fruit cocktail? I guess because I'm, I guess I'm kind of idealistic. Um, I would say yes, please. Um, just because I like the idea of people telling these stories. Um, in retrospect, did it do, did it help catapult more films? I mean, I guess the danger would be that it would actually, people would go, oh, okay, we know what that story is now, move on. Um, and I don't know. I was hoping that it would be more inspirational for more people to make, you know, blockbuster films, you know, like after Mel Gibson made The Passion, right? People were like very keen on telling stories, whether they believed them or not, maybe, but um, they saw the money-making aspect of it, probably. Um, it's, it's, it's tough because when it's done wrong, 
is that more damaging than having not done it at all? Mm. So it's a mixed bag for me, I guess. But if if I had to choose one way, I'd probably be like 51% yes and 49% no, mm-hmm. which is obviously the biggest uh, div- division you can have there. But um, it won the electoral college, but not the popular vote. There we go. For you, yeah. There we go. Gotcha. Noah, are we ready for the fruit cocktail? I, I will say yes, the fruit cocktail. Uh, this fruit cocktail, it has, I will say, there's definitely some like fruit that's definitely overripe in this fruit cocktail, and there's definitely some fruit that's underripe in this fruit cocktail, and you might ha- get a strange aftertaste, but like the ta- the taste, general flavor of it is pretty good. Could I enjoy this fruit cocktail like a lot? If there's like leftovers, probably not. It's probably a fruit cocktail that I could probably eat once or twice and be, uh, be like fine without uh, eating it again. I yeah, I would just say this movie I found very, very captivating. Like love the action, love the vi- visuals. Um, what I wrote is like after watching the movie in my notes, I said cool action movie weird faith film mm. and uh it was just I, like that. I read some reviews too because there was like some people who was who were like oh i love this movie it's so cool cool interpretation and then there was like i hate this movie it completely goes rogue from what the bible says and here's my response to that the bible should be our main source for biblical content if you're looking for like movies or shows for biblical content, I mean, it's cool. And I mean, it, I feel like those things can be a tool, mm-hmm. but when it's in the hands of Hollywood and they just want to do things for like, Oh, let's do what looks cool. What we think uh, audiences are going to like, or what I want to do. But yeah, I would say cool action movie, weird faith film. Interesting. Great. Great interpretation. I like that cool action movie. Weird faith film. Hannah, the fruit cocktails are coming your way. You know, there was a time when I was a kid when my mom would pack me fruit cocktail cups in my lunch (laughs) and I'd begrudgingly eat them, even though I really didn't like them. And part of the reason why I didn't like them was because the fruit didn't taste real to me. Like it tasted really fake. And I almost feel like this movie doesn't feel real. To, like, it doesn't feel like it's actually a movie that came out. Like, and maybe that's because I thought it was Prince of Persia. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, to me, I wouldn't categorize this as a religious film. Mm. Um, And I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if that was their intent or not. I was reading a little bit on their Wikipedia page um, (laughs) about um, trying to damage control for the Christians. Like that was a very intentional part of the process. And as for me, just me, um, I just don't think this is a film that I like. Like, like, and not in a bad way, just like, I just don't think it's a me film. Um, You know, I like Care Bears go to the mall. Like that's my vibe. So I can enjoy parts of the movie. There are some things I really don't like. Um, and that's just more opinion. I 
you know, I don't like it. It hurts to see another, you know, religious film not accurately cast people or, you know, coding in the storylines and, you know, Ridley's comments after the movie, like, you know, it, it, I don't want to say like, it's not surprising because it's always surprising and hurtful, but like, you know, that's why I'm so glad the chosen now is being so reflective of, you know, like true culture and, and how that plays into stories. So cha-ching the chosen jar um, (laughs) that we've not kept up with. Well, can I I just throw one more thing in there about the, about the chosen? Sorry, Chris. Um, Noah made a good point about like, you know, the 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 shows should and movies should not be our source for the Bible. And like a show like The Chosen tells you that. They're like, listen, if it comes down to watching our show or reading the Bible, read the read Bible. Read the Bible, yeah. You know, whereas you have Ridley again, who like we said is like explaining away like, I think that the Red Sea was a tsunami that happened here and then stuff like that. You know what I mean? He was trying to make it like he's trying to make everything make sense and isn't really encouraging people to do their own research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, just all in all to say, like, I think I have my own opinions and I don't think I want the fruit cup. And there was a time where I said, Mom, please stop packing me fruit <laughs> cups because I don't actually like them. Um, and Am she I stopped. mom in this scenario? No. <laughs> I, I think mom is Ridley Scott. <laughs> it's so it's Uncle Ridley and Mama Ridley all in one. So it's like I'm just not gonna watch this anymore. Like I'm not gonna eat. I'm not gonna eat the cup. So just don't. N- never mind a, a 16 ounce yeah. version. The four the four hour. Yeah, the but four if, hour fruit cup. But if but anyone else wants to watch it, I'm. Fine. But everyone should see the last duel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's not to say his his all of his films are. I've only just I, his religious. I, I honestly just think this is the only Ridley Scott film I've ever seen. Oh, we're gonna watch Alien. Interesting. No, we scary. Probably, we, could, we could dive into that. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, all right. So the fruit cups are, are coming to me. I've been thinking about this. I was so ready. So watching this movie, eating this fruit cup. I was an hour into this fruit cup, and Noah, you said it flew by. I felt like I was drowning in this fruit cup. And when they were chasing Moses and going to kill him, I was rooting for them because I wanted this fruit cup to be over. And then John Wick fruit cup came about. And I said, hey, this isn't the fruit cup you want, Jimmy. This is not the fruit cup that you're going to get. You're on this ride. This is a beautiful looking ride. Enjoy it. And then Joker killing the innocent victims of Gotham until Batman shows up was the best part of the movie and I loved it. So I want to see the four hour version of the Dark Knight, not, it wouldn't be the Dark, it'd be the Dark Knight Returns. So we're, we're marrying uh, the Joker and Bane, but we're, we're taking back Gotham in this movie. But yeah, I think that since the Fruit Cup didn't come from uh, the, the, fruit, the Fruit Cocktail Cup of Christ camp, and he wasn't peddling more fruit cups to you. I think that that helped, and I can forgive a lot of it. So, um, I enjoyed talking about this fruit cup. Yeah. I. I'm not mad that I ate it. It it doesn't have the same aftertaste as Samson. I'm not angry at it because <laughs> it wasn't trying to pretend to be something that it's not. But uh, I, I don't think I could watch the fruit cup again because it, it felt like four hours and I I can't imagine a four hour version of this movie feeling like 
a week. And just please don't do that to me. So I'm going to... Oh, is there something in between yes please and no thank you? I will politely... I'm going to finish the fruit cup I was given. But um, I'm just not going to come to events that have the fruit cup afterwards. Just so I don't have to say no. So we're going to play, um, this is kind of an experimental game for me. Um, we're going to play Six Degrees of Separation. Um, so I'm going to give you an actor that was in um, Exodus, Gods and Kings, and an actor that was either in The Ten Commandments or The Prince of Egypt. And you will have six turns, or within six connections. Ooh. You have to connect these two actors. If you want, I'll allow, if you want to do directors. Okay. That's fine, too. What about writers? Composers, craft services. Craft uh, <laughs> services. Best scripts, script boys. Uh, um, have say, we talked about it on Godfellas? <laughs> I would say you could probably do writers. Um, yeah, why okay. not? All right. Well, here's I'm the other. I'm looking at Chris to, the other, to do a lot of the heavy lifting on this game. <laughs> here's the other caveat. I'm going to time you. For each oh. round, so you will have as a group sixty seconds. Okay, All right. that's the what? That's the experiment. Do you that's, want ninety? No. Do you no, want 90? no? No. No. Do sixty. That's ten seconds per person. We get no. 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 Sorry, you get sixty seconds per pair. So I'm yeah. gonna name person one and person two. Mm-hmm. You have sixty seconds. That's and what the, I mean to get to the the six degrees. Yeah, ten seconds per. So I would yeah. say just shout it out. You know, if you know it, just okay. say it. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Noah, Chris, Zach, I love you. As we've uh, talked after uh, the last game that we played with actors, anybody in this movie could have stabbed me besides Christian Bale, and I wouldn't have known who they were. So I don't think I'm going to be any help. And I, I don't even know anything about those other two movies. I, oh. I, I've heard the name Charleston Heston or whatever. He could stab me, and I don't know who's in Prince of Egypt at all. Well, so. he's he he was a member of the NRA, so he would have shot you, and yes. he's dead. So. <laughs> I was hoping it was gonna shoot me in the middle of this movie. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So I'll say it, and then I'll give you like a countdown before I start the timer. Yes. Okay. So the first pair: Christian Bale and Val Kilmer. Oh, I got it! I got it! I got oh, it! Okay. I got it! I got it! I got it! I got it! Christian Bale was in the fighter with Amy Adams. Amy Adams was in um what's it called amy adams was in the muppet movie with jason siegel jason siegel was in knocked up with bill Hader. bill Hader was in tropic thunder with tom cruise, tom cruise. tom cruise is in top gun with yeah! val kilmer nice the ice all right man. and i think you used all six steps there <laughs> yeah thank you here we go. go. Through the magic of editing, we got it miraculously. <laughs> should yes. we do? Should I do ninety seconds though? Instead? Let's do ninety seconds. Yeah, let's do ninety yeah. seconds. 90 All right, minutes. ninety seconds. <laughs> All right, next <laughs> pair. I'll still give you a few seconds before to start thinking. Hit okay. Val. Exodus, God and King. God's and King. <laughs> We're gonna start with Val Kilmer. Oh no. And Charlton Heston. <laughs> this is mean. Um, I don't know who. I'll give you a few right, seconds. So I'm just gonna say I think Danny DeVito is gonna be our on ramp because Danny DeVito Hercules? is in Am Hercules I starting the timer? with Charlton Heston. Okay, so yeah. start the timer. Yeah. Yes. So we just got to get now from 
who was it? Val Kilmer Danny, to Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Oh wait, well, uh, this uh, no, sorry. Wait, no, he's not. He's he kiss kiss bang bang. Yeah, that's Val Kilmer. Yeah, are there any crossovers there with Danny DeVito? Robert Downey Jr. is in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and Robert Downey no. Jr. is in. I mean, the Marvel movie. Well, Tropic Thunder. Um, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Al Kimmer was in Tombstone with Sam Elliott and Kurt Russell. Uh-huh. Carlton Heston was also in Armageddon. He was was he? So how do we get to Danny DeVito from Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer was Val Kilmer with Billy Crystal in his arm? Was he the penguin in one of the Batman 20 movies? seconds? He was. Was it Val Kilmer? No, it wasn't, it wasn't it was that Michael, one. Yeah. But wait a minute. Okay, 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 there, uh, there it is, Chris. So um, Val Kilmer was in Batman Forever with Alfred Goh. Alfred Goh was in Batman Returns with Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito was in Hercules yeah. with Charlton Three, Heston. Two, one. There you go. Nice. Chris, that was nice. Chris, that was a great save. Wow. That was yeah, a great. Pull. I, I do have great. To, I do have to confess, though. I might have looked at IMDb. <laughs> that's that's, you know, that's all right. I never that's saw all right. There's no, there's no six degrees of separation uh, filter on IMDb yet. Yeah. Well, I didn't yet. use our, we didn't use Armageddon, so that worked in the yeah. clear. It worked out okay. <laughs> but it sparked a thought for sure. Yes. All right. Are we ready for the next one? He's in Armageddon. That's crazy to me. Okay. Next one. Joel Edgerton. Okay. And Ray Fine. This is a little easier. Give you a few seconds. Okay. And go. Joel Edgerton is in The Gift with Jason Bateman. He's with Tom Hardy in Warrior. He's with Lucas Hedges in Boy Erased. Uh, Oh, he's in the Star Wars movies. He's in the prequels with Ewan McGregor. Who are we connecting him to? Ray Ray Fine's? Okay. Well, he's in the prequels. Yeah, Ray Ray Fiennes. He's been in um, he's been in James Bond. He's been in the Menu. Um, Made in Manhattan with Jason. He was in the Great Gatsby. Yeah. What's his name? Is he Leonardo DiCaprio? Is he? Is he? Joel Edgerton is is with Leo. That's great, Chris. Let's do that one. So Joel Edgerton is in Great Gatsby with Leo DiCaprio. Forty-five seconds. Leo DiCaprio auditioned to be Anakin. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Leo DiCaprio is in. Oh, oh, oh! Is in? No, that goes back to Star Wars. Dang it! Uh, Leo DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio. Um, great Gatsby. We said right. Or yeah. Well, we Edgerton and Leo are Great Gatsby. Toby uh, Maguire. Any Toby Maguire? He was in Great Gatsby. He, he was, was also in Great Gatsby. Gatsby. He was in The Green Knight. Who was in The Green Knight? Ten Ed seconds? Chris. Yeah, he was. Star Wars! He was. Star Wars! Star Wars! No, yeah. those are the new ones. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I know. Mm. <sighs> Three, two, I, one. I'm out. Which Star Wars film was he in? Episode two. So, Joel Edgerton was in episode two with Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor was in episode one with Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson was in Schindler's List. I, I feel like an idiot right now. It was right there, and I was trying I to give it to you. Like, I was like, the prequel. I feel so stupid wow. right now. That's okay. Wow. It's all right. Wow. You knew who all those people were, Zach. We so got three you, more. You're a winner in my. Yeah. <laughs> we got three more. Yikes. Okay, this one's a fun one. Like, this one just makes me giggle. Okay, Steve Martin. Yeah. Yes. And Aaron Paul. Oh, Aaron Paul. Um,. What has all Aaron Paul been? Need in? for Speed. He's on Breaking Bad. He's in. Um, Is there any Brian Cranston leads? Maybe with Godzilla. 
He's in a movie with Shane West called um, Whatever It Takes. I'm trying to think. Uh, Is there a Shane? Wait, who are we connecting wait, him to, Hannah? Cheaper Steve by Martin. the Dozen. Steve Martin. Are there any Cheaper by the Dozen crossovers? Probably. Father of the Bride. What is Father of the Bride. Uh, Black Panther. Not Black Panther. Pink Panther. Pink Um, Panther with Beyonce. And Beyonce is in Lion King. And then we kind of have like a murderer's row of actors there. So who are we connecting to again? I'm I'm sorry. Steve Martin and Aaron Paul. Steve Martin and Aaron Paul. Um, Okay. Is there any like um, like um. 45 seconds. What? Aaron like Paul the movies dude who's are so in bra- hard. The dude who's in Breaking Bad. Bob Odenkirk. Who, who plays uh, Walter White did uh, Malcolm in the Middle. He did. And is that any connections? I can't. Mm, not that I, can uh, I can't think. Steve, Steve Martin was in Pink Panther with Beyonce. Beyonce was in that with that other movie, The Lion King. Gold yeah. member. Who, who else <laughs> was, was in, in Need for Speed? I have no idea. Is in the Lion King with. Wait, who are we connecting again? We're connecting Steve Martin, Steve and, Aaron Martin and Aaron Paul. Nine Aaron Paul. seconds. I don't think Aaron Paul's done enough. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Two. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. But I got go for it. it. Go okay. for it. We we got to do an Ocean's Eleven for Shane West, so we can go with the Beyonce Lion King. Were any of them in a movie with Clooney, or any? I mean, anyone in the cast of. Ocean's Eleven, which is like everyone. He was in Mission Impossible Three. He, yes, he was. Okay, that was Tom Cruise. Very powerful, Chris. It all comes back to Cruise. Okay, so Beyonce, <laughs> then Steve Martin, Pink Panther, Beyonce, Beyonce, um, Lion King, uh, with Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen was in um <laughs> Seth Rogen was in Knocked Up with Bill Hader. Bill Hader was in <laughs> Tropic Thunder with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is in Mission Impossible 3 with Aaron Paul. There we go. Nice. This is the second time we've made that connection. Thank it's you, okay, Tropic Thunder. What was I thinking of? I was thinking of um Oh, Beyonce was in What's the movie she was in with Idris Elba? I don't know. Obsessed? Oh, <laughs> I was trying to see if there was a connection there. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. Two more. All Next right. one. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, no. And Helen Mirren. Directed by directed I, aliens. I'm just going to be quiet for 90 minutes. Someone I missed, remind me who Helen Mirren is. Helen Mirren. She's in um, uh, the, the new Fast and the Furious movie. Chris, who's Helen? Helen Mirren was also in. Um, she did Shakespeare. She was in. Uh, she was the queen, wasn't she? Oh, Lady Macbeth, right? Or was that Dench? No. Um, let me think. Hold on. She's in the she new Shazam movie. The queen movie. in 2006. The queen. Right. She's in the new Shazam movie. Play. I'm going to start the timer. Okay, yeah, go for it. No. Okay. Sigourney and we're connecting with who? Sigourney Hel- Weaver. Helen Mirren. And, uh, yeah, Helen Mirren. Ooh. Ooh. I think I might. I think I might have a thread to pull on here. Sigourney Weaver was in Holes with Shia LaBeouf. She was. Shia LaBeouf was in Lawless with Tom Hardy. It, it's shorter. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Oh no, is he? He's not in the Transformers with John Cena because then John Cena. No, he's not. And The Rock not, gives you. I, yeah. Wait, where are we going with? All right. So where were we? Holes. Shia LaBeouf was in Lawless with Tom Hardy. 
Tom Hardy. He's got to be in there with one of those. He's got to be in with with someone from Forty Five Seconds. Well, um, wait, Helmiren, Helmiren. She did red. With, she um, did do red, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, she did red with um. Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, um, Morgan Hard. Freeman. John Morgan, Bruce Morgan Willis. Fre- Bruce Willis. Oh, oh, oh! I got, it, I got. It. Tom Hardy was in Dark Knight Rises with Morgan Freeman. Morgan yes. Freeman was in Red with Helen Mirren. Yay! With there twenty seconds to spare. Nice pull, Noah. Wow. Yay! All right. Big hitter. Are mm-hmm. we ready for the last one? No. <laughs> can we okay. next time we play a game with actors? Can we? Can you pull up their face? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I would say well, you could also do like, like share your screen. The IMDb wasn't oh. off limits. I think. I know Chris okay. has been Chris has been using that because it's his... like it's okay to remember what they're in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Are we ready? Yes. Yes. Jeff Goldblum and Ben Kingsley. Oh, it's hard. Marvel. It's right there because Jeff oh, Goldblum in... just started. Jeff Goldblum is in Thor. Yep. Love and, and Thunder then, with Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo was in, in The Avengers with Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. was in Iron Man 3 with Ben Kingsley. In 12 seconds, you got that. <laughs> Very good. good pull, Very Jimmy. good. Yeah, Very good. Each tribe of Israel. There we go. I like the time. Yeah. The time makes it hard, for sure. Yeah. It does. But it does. I kind of liked it. Yeah, it's but, weird yeah, that it also, once the timer's up, I'm like, a, oh. Yeah, it also creates closure, though. Yeah. It does. Like, sure. It's okay to not know. That's right. Good. Nice, nice long episode. Here we go. Okay. Well, Chris has to head out. So, Chris, before you go, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, I will say uh, we're in development for a stage production of the Book of Job. Yeah. Oh. With music by music by Radiohead. Nice. For the fall. Nice. So, where's this? Uh, the Salvation Army Times Square Core Theater Three Fifteen. Yeah. Uh, hopefully a run in October or late October, early November. Awesome. Lord willing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Well, well, thanks, Chris. Yay. Love yeah, you. Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you. It's great <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it again. Yes. yes. <laughs> Ciao. Bye. All right. See you, Chris. Nice meeting you. In conclusion, folks, Exodus gods and Kings. Um, it's not easy to find actually. Like I was going to bring up, it, it's not streaming anywhere. Nope, you have you to get like, rent four bucks or your yeah. library. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you could get your hands on it, maybe, but even then it's, um, it's a hard sell, but I think Noah said it best. Cool action movie, weird faith movie. If that sounds interesting to you, uh, you know, whatever. John Wick you know- Moses, if you pitch it like that. <laughs> yeah. But you know what is super interesting is our beautiful guests, Chris Monroe and uh, Noah Hewitt. Noah, can you uh, please let us know where we can hang out with and find your stuff? Um, You can find me on two sides of the same coin on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Pandora, and a handful of other uh, podcast platforms. I am on Instagram at two sides of the same coin pod and i'm not on this podcast a lot but i so i'm a youth leader and amateur preacher and um but i one of the messages i preached uh 
is on the podcast called uh encounter youth sermons i'll i'll, I'll send you i'll send you the link yeah yeah uh, the link um my sermons oh, me probably mediocre at best but uh i really want to plug um my youth pastor he gives really amazing sermons and yeah and just if you want to hear an amazing dude who'll make you laugh who'll make you cry he will move you bob i keep going back to that quote it's a good uh, one it it's is good. it's a it's a uh it's a really <laughs> it's a really yeah it's a really good quote uh jimmy do you have anything you would like to plug in this easter season yeah you know just Read through your Gospels. Uh, I forget when this is going to drop. There's still time. This is going to come out next next week. next week. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still a week left. You could read through your Gospels, read through your favorites, and um, take your time with it. I think what was fun about watching this movie is I was going to the Bible pretty regularly while I was watching it, kind of like we did with Samson. So it's fun just reading things slowly and with a, a different lens so yeah read 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 the gospels if you might be familiar with them you might be able to say some of the stories from memory but there will be things that you glossed over before that are going to stand out to you so enjoy mm-hmm. uh hannah anything you would like to plug uh yeah my birthday no i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah! uh, i am kidding um on a serious note, I actually would like to plug um, just one of our former former guests. She's been on a couple episodes. Uh, Kate McGonigal yes. is a um, phenomenal person and artist. And, you know, just in the midst of maybe some scary things or, you know, hard moments in life, uh, things we can't control just as people. <laughs> um She's just been sharing some really powerful and helpful resources that uh, I consider to be fine art, but something that's uh, relatable in a sense like it, it goes past art. It's actually something we can all participate in. So, uh, you know, we she's also in the midst of producing and staging a play. Like, I don't know if she's directing. I don't think she is, but she's her play's getting... Yeah. produce so she's doing some great things she doesn't know i'm doing this <laughs> but i just i do want to plug kate she's phenomenal and i was just really moved by something she's been sharing online absolutely um also at the honey initiative <laughs> <laughs> and at god bell is the pot well I have so many show notes today uh and i just want to plug um citizen's new album uh which is really really good i'll put a link in the show notes but it is i'm just gonna look it up so i call it it's long name but it is entitled I Can't Find the Edges of You, and it's really, really good. Good Ground is my favorite. It's a song that's playing right now underneath as you're listening. Uh, definitely check that out. But until then, I've been Mr. Zach. I've been Miss Hannah. I've been Mr. Jimmy. And I've been Mr. Noah. And I'm Mr. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and I am John Wick Moses. <laughs> <laughs>